0: Hello, great morning, great afternoon, great evening, wherever this conversation finds you. I am Travis Gray, and today we are transforming with our guest, Paul Hudon. Paul is a spiritual author and blogger. You can find his books, uh, Your Inner Guidance, and A Complete Life on Amazon and on his website, paulhudonauthor.com. So Hudon is H-U-D-O-N. PaulHudonAuthor.com. Maybe I'm pr- mispronouncing your, your last name. Uh, how are you, Paul?
1: I'm good, thank you. And you did a perfect job pronouncing my name. Thank you. So
0: great. awesome, <laughs> awesome, so great. Um, nice so, to be here, Travis. Yeah. So, h- how did you? How did you uh, become an author? What inspired you to uh, begin? I, I I know that you. We just had a, a conversation a little bit before this. And you mentioned that your books are fairly new. So just in the last couple of years, you've written these really amazing books about guidance and uh, the uh, inner spiritual work. What what led you to, to become an author? How did you end up here?
1: It's um, it's kind of a crazy story. And truthfully, it, it begins with, um, believe it or not, my mom telling me that I shouldn't go tobogganing because she had that funny gut feeling uh, and I went anyway and wound up breaking my arm Um, and as it turns out through much of my life I have had that funny gut feeling Mm -hmm. and I could plainly see when I followed that gut feeling and the outcome like if I had the funny gut feeling and I shouldn't go rock climbing I would go ride my bike instead and I would have a great day but then I would have that funny gut feeling and I would say, wow, I really want to ride my motorcycle. And I'd wind up in the emergency room Um, and crazy experiences like that kept happening to me. And I remember the last time I was on my way to the emergency room, um, I said to myself that I will never, ever doubt that gut feeling again because I had the gut feeling I knew what it meant, but I needed the money or, so, you know, some reason. so I committed to finding out what that gut feeling actually was. And then I, I had a number of experiences along with that that sort of were these sort of breakthrough experiences that might not seem like much to any most people. But for me, got me to a place where I could hear a voice inside of my head that I knew wasn't mine. Um, because it was always positive, it was always loving. And when I listened to this voice, when I wrote what I heard from this voice, I was filled with this tremendous love, mm-hmm. uh, love like I've never experienced before in my life. And I was raised as a child with great love in my family and my, I'm, I'm in a relationship, a long relationship with my loving wife. And so I started to write my answers. Uh, my questions and then write the answers. Um, And it took me about four or five months to become comfortable with the voice, because at first you think you're just talking with yourself. But there was always that feeling of love that I couldn't really explain. It was like, if I could get this feeling talking with myself, I would have done this a long time ago, because it feels really cool. And and I started calling this voice my inner voice because I didn't know what else to call it. Mm-hmm. And so I would, I would ask these questions and I would get these loving answers. And I started to live by everything that I was learning uh, from my inner voice. And I, my life really began to change in ways that I hadn't really expected. And I was reading a lot of books because... I was sort of at that point in my life where I was tired of what I used to do. And I was looking for just searching for something. I I wanted some connection and it it was really weird. I had been a carpenter for 38 years and it was suddenly, it was weird to suddenly not have a connection to it Mm -hmm. and to think, wow, I need to do something else. What is that? And then when you have that label of carpenter or whatever you do and you suddenly lose that label, you're like, who am I now? Uh, and so there was a lot of real deep thought-provoking meditations and writings. And so my inner voice, I started hearing my inner voice and I just started writing everything I could and everything I wrote. Um, I would print and I would be able to read later. And then in a conversation, uh, it was suggested that we would write a book, uh, and which was new for me because as you see in the book, English was a subject I had to get through so I could get to woodshop. And it wasn't really that difficult to write a book because all I, I mean, it it was difficult, but I just had to silence the mental chatter of what I have to do. I have to take out the garbage and all that kind of stuff and focus on that voice. And the books were written in question and answer form. And those questions are truly authentic because as I was writing a a question, I would receive an answer. And then that answer would cause me um, to come up with another question. I didn't pre-plan any of the questions or anything like that. Um, And so the answers just helped me help move me along through my spiritual journey, made me realize that I'm connected to much more than I've ever been taught. You know, there's I'm connected to you and I'm connected, connected to our listeners. Um, and then why don't we feel that connection and things like that? So I started learning just a tremendous about, about myself. And then I just sat down and started writing these two books. And for me, when it came time to write, I most, most of the time I wrote between nine and 1030 at night uh, because it was, the house was quiet, the dogs were all asleep. My wife was reading in bed. And so that gave me an opportunity to just sit and write. Uh, And so I wrote these two books and I'm writing a third one as we speak. Um, And it's pretty exciting. I never really thought I would be a writer, but it's more a calling now than anything else. I really didn't understand what a calling was. Mm -hmm. Now I have to write. It's like I was on my exercise bike last night and I thought, oh, I could write. A chapter on this subject and so I came in from the house took a shower had dinner and then wrote a chapter on that subject so it's it's really something that just drives me every day you know I write a blog and I send out a weekly um, and so I'm always writing which is so different because I never really spent much time writing in school or anything like that,
0: that that's awesome um, recently I had a podcast with Greg Lavoie and he has this book called callings are you familiar with this no I'm not so uh, it's, it's called callings, and uh, he has another book, Vital Signs. But the, the Greg started his life as a writer, and uh, and there is just so much of like you speaking of finding this new calling in your life, and how the uh, you know the obvious is like it's connected. To this his book was called callings, and it's uh, it, it, it's just awesome to see that at any point in somebody's life, Sue, that they, they can, it, it is okay to find some different passion in your life and, and follow that. There were, there were a couple of things that you said that had already, that one thing really clicked with me, um, that, that was that I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know where this hasn't been, um, previous to this. I, I almost feel, uh, emotional about it. I do feel emotional about it. Th- there's, there's like, can you experience the love from that inner voice, th- from the inner voice that is the loving inner voice? Uh, that there's, there's something really interesting and subtle about about touching, remembering, recognizing the, the love in that, in that inner, in that inner wisdom and that inner voice that, that is all loving. Um, so there, there's something there that feels, feels like it's, uh, sort of like a click, like a switch for me. So, um, that, that, that's really awesome. What would, how would you describe that, that gut feeling? You, you, you went on a, on a journey to, Figure out what that gut feeling is uh, during your life, even while you were a carpenter. So, what, 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 what do you, what is your sense of that gut gut feeling and that inner voice and the love? What's your sense of all of that? How how would you describe this?
1: Hmm. I love that question. Um, that gut feeling um, for me is the truth of who we are. It's our, it's our authentic self. It's the self that's below the, I was a carpenter and I ride motorcycles and I do this. It's, it's, it's at the core of our being. Now, where does that energy come from? Um, the energy, the core of our being is attached to the, the energy of all of creation. And so I believe that love is at the core of all creation. That love is the energy that puts all this stuff together. Now, I know people are going to doubt that because it's easy to look at the world and not see that love. Mm -hmm. But when we break down all that stuff that we go through and, you know, one of the big questions is, how can there be love if the world, if so-and-so physically abuses so-and-so? Well, they do that because they don't experience that love. Mm -hmm. So for me, that love... Is the truth of who I am, and it's as if we we're working to, for me anyway. I'm working to get back to that place of love. I'm working every day. I try to become more loving, more kind, more connecting with that love. And in a way, life becomes easier when we connect with that, because I become less judgmental, I become less argumentative. I understand that everybody is doing the best they can. And that if I ask them to change who they are to please me, then I'm going to get disappointed. Yeah, Because they're not, because, you know, think of the most toxic person you can think of in the world today. And the reason why we think that person is toxic is because we want them to change to please us. Mm -hmm. But as long as we ask that person to change to please us, that person controls us. I don't even know that person. That person's over there. But I'm asking them to do something that's impossible because I have attached my happiness to them. And the moment I detach my happiness from them and start to look for the love that I actually want within myself, in a way, life becomes easier.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it it does become easier. I've had such a problem with this people-pleasing, with with trying to have everybody be f- feel uh, a yes to me like that, like that everybody is going to interact with me and, and, and they're all going to say, yes, uh, yeah, uh, you know, that, that, that I'm, I'm going to be accepted and fully appreciated in all the moments and, and, and they're going to be so pleased with me. But then that is sort of a loss in loving myself that, that, it, then you, you become so outside focus outwardly focused that you're you're losing a sense of self-acceptance uh for who you are and 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 really the, that same that same thing that I said click that switch feeling experiencing the inner voice having that sense of love for you at all times with with a, an unconditional love for yourself. It it is the it is the thing that you are denying when you're when you're wanting everything outside of you to uh, to give you that yes and give you that that acceptance. Um. That yeah. That's that's incredible. What? Why? Why do we? Why do we fall into these traps? What do you What do you think that that happens to somebody along their journey that they fall into this trap of wanting to please others?
1: Well. From the moment we're children, our parents are asking us to change to please them. You know, we're in the grocery store. You know, would you please be quiet? You know, uh, I'll give you this thing. You know, uh, I'll take you to the park. I'll buy you an ice cream if you just can shut up. You know, and so we go, wow, if I be quiet, I get an ice cream. Or if I behave, so it happens at a young age and it continues on through our life because you go oh if i behave this way this person likes me and then if this person likes me then i'll have a happy life but the thing is we're learning that behavior from people that behave that same way who are taught by people who behave the same way yeah. so it's a, it's sort of an endless cycle so we're we're actually asking others to validate our self-worth by our behavior mm-hmm. and so but we don't, we're not looking within ourselves to validate our own self-worth. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's interesting because I've written these two really great books, but there are people around me um, that won't read them, people that I love, people I've grown up with, and all that kind of stuff. If my self-esteem pivoted on their acceptance of me, then I would be crushed. And so, what I realize that they're doing the best they can, and if the message resonates with them, it does. If the message doesn't resonate with them, it'll come at a later time or not. But I can attach my happiness to their acceptance of me, and it's hard. It's hard because you, I, I want. Hey, I want to be a million a million book seller author. I want to be a best selling author. You know, you want all that stuff. Um, but if I attach my happiness to that, then that's something outside of myself that I really can't control. And so then I just get to the point where, boy, if I sell one book and one person loves it, then that's great. But I did what I, I'm doing what I'm doing because it brings me joy and the rest will fall into place as it needs to fall into place.
0: Had that. That 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 sort of thing has stifled my writing process personally, and it, I'm sure that it has stifled many people that will be listening to this their creative endeavors in whatever capacity. Uh, one one thing that was brought to mind was that in my bachelor's degree program, I I was in a completion program. And at the end of this program, I had a capstone project. I was really excited about it. It only needed to be 20 pages, a very simple experiment. They weren't asking for a lot. I did 50 pages because I had this, I had this urge. I had this pull that it really needed everything that that resonated with me needed to be in it. Like the, it would have been missing parts if I would have stopped at the 20 pages and I didn't want it to be missing any of the parts. And I was super excited about it just young and, and figuring out writing uh, as a whole anyway. But I, I, I wrote this, I, it was really great. I was asking a research question about do people want transformation do, do people, I, I'm, I'm in a field of transpersonal psychology, the study and cultivation of human transformation. Do people even want this? You know, do, right, the do, question. yeah, it's just like, like an interesting fundamental question that can be easily not asked because of, because of your own bias to, to those, to your professional interests or your interest in, in allowing that field to flourish. So I asked this question, I interviewed uh, about 10 San Jose State University students. So I live locally to the university. And I was able to just walk around and, and uh, pick people off of the street and ask them uh, a set of questions that I had developed around this, uh, this question, and this main research question, and uh, my definition of what transformation looked like at that time. And I, I thought about like, sort of I, I thought about this word that I, at the time I was calling it transperlation, which was this, it was kind of like the moment that, that shifted you, the, the moment that shifted you, what, what, what is that? And what does that look like for people? But anyway, this, this question, uh, the answer that I got was that, yes, people want transformation, but they were more concerned with the things outside of themselves. They, they, they were, they were not going to college or maybe they were going to college because they wanted it, but they were not in the major that they wanted to be in Uh, for themselves. They were in it because maybe their parents thought that this would be the best route for their successful financial journey so that they could be economically well off. But man, there's just, so much missing, so much genius and so much creative endeavor um, that gets a, a Les Brown, a famous motivational speaker. Um, he has a he has a quote that I don't know exactly word for word, but the quote is something like it, it, it's an idea. something like the 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 greatest, the greatest inventions and ideas, the the graveyard is rich with them because because people end up not following those passions they end up uh not doing anything because because really we we are our, our experience becomes divided from the uh from the things outside of us when you're when you're talking about love i'm i'm hearing that as the universal connecting force that is interwoven in uh in in all kinds of ways all of the ways and on planes that we we don't we don't even perceive. We 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 don't have we don't have the right uh, you know machinery in in some sense this biological machinery so that we can see it at every frequency at every plane every every level and that that connecting force is 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 in it's it's in and interwoven through everything but our experience outside of ourselves breaks us apart. You know, it, 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 it divides us. It, it fragments us and it makes us uh, it makes us, you know, costumes of our, of our truer selves. It, it makes us personas. Mm-hmm. We're wearing a mask We're we're acting.
1: That's it, interesting. Cause um, a couple of things you brought up. Uh, there are some expectations, you know, there are expectations placed on us, you know, as a, you know, as a carpenter, as a writer, as a, you know, for you, a, a clinical psychologist, you know, there are expectations placed on us by, by ourselves, by society, by our parents, that we have to be a certain way and we have to do a certain thing. Um, and these expectations often hinder our ability to live to the fullness of who we are, because if I do this, my parents will be happy with me, and then I will experience love for my parents, which will validate my sense of self-worth, which will validate my, my, basically my sacrifice. Um, And it's interesting. There's that expectation of what parents are supposed to go through and, uh, or what, you know, how to be a parent, even, you know, you're supposed to sacrifice this or how to be a child. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You're expected to, there's an expectation of you to be this way. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, you sacrifice that way, which really makes you happier. You right. know, you know, you think of all the people that, um, that have just gone way out there in the world and created beautiful pieces of art and music and literature and all that kind of stuff. And you wonder if their parents ever think well, that was not the direction I expected so-and-so to go, you know, Uh, and it takes courage to break out of that mold, break away from those expectations.
0: Yeah, it does. It does take courage. And, and, you know, when our our conversation, is still about that, about that child initially. And and as we're growing up, it, it, we are, there's, there's, Three aspects, really. Three aspects that make us who we are. Um, the 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 two two of them are the majority of how the mainstream orthodox science and uh, just the, the you know regular society thinks of us. Our mainstream society will think, okay, you are determined, biologically determined, naturally determined. So nature and nurture are the ways that you are influenced and created and molded in all of who you are. But, but there's a third one that's not really, it's not spoken about. It's, it's a transpersonal part. It's a spiritual part. It's a, it's an inner guidance. It's an intuition. It's a, it's an, it's an inner love and acceptance for yourself. It's, 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 it's so indescribable with words 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 become become a limiting thing and it's so it's so not limiting but nature and nurture very limited well the, the you know the um i i had a lot of you know healthy water growing up and that made me really uh appreciate hydration or or you know that this had a, a significant effect my environment had a significant effect on the way my body grew and uh, my parents uh, were well off. They they had uh, good, you know, they had money. They had financial resources, so I was able to join all the sports that I wanted. I was able to grow in this really great way. Or or the very opposite. Um, I I I suffered because. My family did not have anything, and I and 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 then I I became disordered, and uh, sometimes I you know I got a diagnosis, and then this diagnosis became a part of my identity, and that identity needed to fall away, just like just sort of like you you were not feeling the pull anymore to that identity of a carpenter. Your right. your your identity fell away, so that so that uh, a new one could be inspired and born and and one that was always resonating with you anyway it was just finding the outlet of expression to to make that come and so and so this third piece is the becoming it's the inner guidance the inner becoming and we we stifle that inner becoming early on and nature and nurture and society and our parents and all of these things will divide our experience by by stifling that inner becoming, so, so that so that it so that we are we are doing we are we are you know molding putting on the masks and putting on the costumes that uh, please others that we we please them instead and and then we we we're we're rewarded we're conditioned so we you know the, all these nature and nurture is is, is totally a hundred percent has has all of the the validity that it needs but the, the, we, we are rewarded or punished based on this thing. And so we, we we are, we then lose our inner becoming that, that inner becoming force, whatever, whatever you are uh, calling that it it is, is it it becomes lost in the, in the chaos of, well, if you are this way, well, then I'm going to be happy and you want me to be happy, right? Yes. Um, Yeah. I I mean, I mean, I think I want you to be happy, I guess, but, but I really, I really want to play with these Legos right now. And I, and I don't, I don't understand why this is a problem, but.
1: Well, and then we get comfortable in that. We get comfortable in that identity. And then we get to the point where we're so comfortable in it that we get to a point in our life where we realize it's just way too challenging or, or, or I don't, I can't find my way out of that comfort to go in a different direction.
0: Yeah.
1: And in the, my second book, a complete life, there's a chapter on the comfort of our discomfort. And it's yeah. like, we're comfortable in this situation, even though it makes us uncomfortable. I mean, I've done it. You've done, it, everybody's done it. We've all been in, a, in situations that are uncomfortable for us, but we stay in it because we know it. We can probably predict it, but we're miserable. And we stay in it some many times for longer than we need. Uh, And it, it takes courage and strength to realize. And that's, it's like that little voice inside of you continues to say, just keeps hammering going. You have to change. You got to get out, got to get out, got to get out.
0: And then one
1: day you wake up and you go, I'm getting out. And then you break out of that comfort. Yeah. And then, you know, now life is uncomfortable, but at least then you're making your own choices. Right. Then, all right. So, so who am I? So I, um, I was in an uncomfortable situation once in my life, and I continued with it. Continued with it, and then it was the middle of the day. Middle of the day, I was on the job site, and I just thought, I've had enough. I just picked up all my tools, threw them in the back of my truck, and I wound up in the Bay Area. <laughs> you wound up in the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. That I wound means. up in Marin County because I was sea kayaking a lot. And right. I wound up in Mill Valley and Sausalito and then lived, uh, lived in Mill Valley and then lived on the coast just north of Stinson Beach for a number of years. Awesome. But then it's like you, you have to realize that, and not everybody does, and, but at some point you have to realize I have to find out who I am. I have to live my own life. I'm going to disappoint people, my parents, my family, whatever. You know They're not going to be happy with me, but I'm not happy with me right now. Mm -hmm. And I can't continue to live this way. right? So when we get to the place where we really do want to change, we really do want transformation. Like you do, we do have to go it alone, but a lot of that transformation comes from within. It's like when you look inside your, your own, your true self and go, okay, what makes me feel the best? And then when we start trusting our intuition and our inner voice and stuff and our gut feelings, Oh, I want to do this. Ooh, it doesn't feel too good. Or we can go out there and we have that gut feeling and we can give it a try and see how it happens. You know, how did that work out? Well, that worked out really nice. You know, okay, so that gut feeling led me in a great direction. But it takes courage and a desire to actually do want to transform to see who we are and shed shed the identity that has been placed on us by other people. And it's scary
0: discomfort. It's what if it was our chosen discomfort. If yep. we if it, if if it was our choice to I, I I I want to be afraid in this situation because I I I I know what it means to me. To be in this situation, to do this thing, it means something to me. Why would you do that? But you know, somebody will tell you why. Why would you ever do that? Why? Why would you move away from here? Aren't you? <laughs> aren't you happy here? What? What yeah. more does do you think the world has for you yeah. out there? Yeah. It doesn't have any. The, the California, it's it's over. It's uh, you know, it's it, it, it's it's not. It's not. It's not home. It's not where your family are. It's not where your friends are. You, you know, the, there will be all of this external force to to say no to you. But, 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 it's not about. It, 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 it's it, it's about it's about being happy for the things that I've accomplished or done or chosen to do. To, to, the path that I've chosen to follow. Like, um, and 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 I and and sometimes we wish can they be happy for me for, for having made this choice for myself? Can I, I, you know, and, and you're lucky you're, you're, you're very lucky if you have a a person or a handful of people that are just happy for you for making the choices that you've made to be uncomfortable in the ways that you've chosen.
1: Right. That's an interesting point. Um, When we've, we we 1st moved to Colorado, um my wife started a business she was always into flowers and growing flowers so she started a plant nursery in an area that uh they had the nickname of the "ice box of the nation Mm. Uh, and so you would commonly see temperatures well 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 below zero and so in the summer she started a plant nursery um and so we're running this business a couple years later these people finally start shopping with her and uh, these two women in particular said we hated you when we you first started this business because you did what we wanted to do Mm -hmm. and so so it's an interesting thing that your success when you follow your passion not everybody's going to like it it's going to make other people uncomfortable and it's it's crazy to think that you know, your success and what you're doing and my success and everybody's success, there's somebody out there that doesn't that hates us, not hates us is such a, hate is such a strong word. But they hate us because of what we're doing. But the truth is we're, they don't have the courage to do it. Mm-hmm. You know? And so it, you know, they're, it's more about themselves which is too bad because everybody has the potential to create great things in the world. You know, we all have the potential to hear our inner voice. We all have the potential to just do amazing things, but there's that fear and the limiting beliefs that we have. Some of them we've been taught um, and some of them we reinforce throughout life. I mean, I was a kid. I started wearing glasses when I was five. I went through, you know, the whole, my penmanship is terrible spelling was terrible i went through the remedial reading i had a tutor you know all that stuff Um, it took me forever to just read to my grade level when i was in junior high and then but i love to read and so i continued to read and read and read and so now for me to write a book i look back at that at those times and just think wow i I overcame a lot but not as much as many (laughs) but if I had bought into the belief that I'll never be able to write because I can't spell or, you know, or books, but at some point, you have to sort of break out of your limiting beliefs and all that stuff that people tell you and all. You can't attach your happiness to what other people think of you because a lot of the fears of doing anything um, sometimes there are fears that are projected on us by other people. Yeah. They're afraid of what's going to happen to you when you move to the Bay area, mm-hmm. you know, and you're yeah. not afraid you're afraid, but you, it's better than being where you were. Yeah. And so it's better
0: than ourselves. what could happen to me. If I were to not follow, like, but I, uh, for, uh, for me, I was just telling you a little bit about my story before we, we started, but like, but it, if if I if I were not to have gone on this path, I saw that I was going to be in and out of jail for the rest of my life. And if I tell somebody, "Look, I am going to be in and out of jail for the rest of my life," they say, "Well, why don't you just change something?" I am changing something. I, <laughs> I need to move. I need to get out of here. I, I I'm, yeah. I'm telling you that if I keep if I keep doing this, I'm I, I've I've been you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trapped. I'm imprisoned in my construct. And so many people are imprisoned in their construct. And then that, that inner fear that they have to follow their own path is transferred. It's projected onto, you know, it was projected onto your wife. It's like, yeah. like, Oh, they, 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 they think, Oh, well, this is the icebox of the nation. Why would you grow plants here? Right? We, we don't need plants couple of years later they want plants too they they want their lives to be green yeah. uh why why would they not uh appreciate why would they not relish the opportunity to see somebody bringing more green into this right. very cold <laughs> this yeah. this arctic place well,
1: yeah it's true and <laughs> yeah i just lost my train of thought but it's interesting yeah in a way we can't be happy for someone else's success because we believe that their success takes away from us which is not true you know it's not true i mean i you know good luck to you and if you when you get your phd congratulations great you know by my encouraging you, it gives me energy to pursue my passions and stuff like that. So when, you know, when somebody succeeds and it, there's sort of this mindset that if someone succeeds, they take away from someone else, which, which really is not the case. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, well,
0: that, that sort of feeling, that sort of thought, that's like a prison guard in their, in their construct. It, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's another, it, it, it's the, you know, the, uh, the head of a jail. Who's the head of a He's jail? The warden. the warden. It's the warden. The ego is the warden of that imprisoned construct. And, and, and it's, it's affirming that, oh, well, you, you know, the, the do, doing, doing this thing that you, you are called to do, would, would make you something different. And, and we don't like different. We don't want, we don't want different. We want the same. We, uh, yeah. y- uh, you've, you've been conditioned this way. We want you to stay this way.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's, um, and you see that kind of thing, that kind of thing throughout our, throughout the world, throughout the country, you know, I mean, it's, um, and how people, really have the people that change the world they really go through some deep stuff to get to the point where they're courageous enough to change the world i mean paul, paul you, you you mean it doesn't happen overnight
0: <laughs> it doesn't it, it, it doesn't it doesn't happen like i can't no, no, change the it it happens to tomorrow man what a, what a thought
1: sorry bud <laughs>
0: yeah sorry bud sorry buddy uh, I, I wish it were so simple yeah no you, you, you're right it, it's it, it's a journey it's a journey and it's a and it's a challenge and it's the 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 challenge that you choose is ideally the challenge worth staking it on and tasking yourself on and it's the it's the challenge worthy of 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 your dreams and your your expression and it it's the it's the challenge that is worth all of the love that you can be connected to that you can have a relationship with that you can that you can grow stronger in connection to And, and, and please, please like, like find that passion in your life, take it and, and, and go do that.
1: And all of the answers you're looking for will be found within yourself. Yeah. And we just have to learn to trust that. We just have to learn that it's not the ego because the ego wants to do what it wants to do. You know, it's, it's trusting that inner voice, trusting that guidance and learning to trust like the the first six months of my writing was just learning to trust the voice yeah. learning to trust that it was true that it was authentic that it was guiding me in the right direction yeah. it's like having a new relationship it's like suddenly there's a part of you that has always been there but now you can actually sit and have a conversation with them
0: Yeah. And, and that, that ego warden uh, telling you that, oh, uh, if they are successful, I can't be successful. Or if they, if they are doing it, that, that is just continuing to affirm and it, it, it strengthens the prison. like, it it makes it harder and harder to get out of it. That's why, you know, I, I really love this, this phrase of, Uh, uh, an attitude of gratitude determines your latitude so like Mm. how how high you want to get is about how grateful you are and if you could be grateful to see an example of those outside of you and around you and get get around people that you can be grateful for and appreciative of their success and their journey then, then th- that's going to reflect on you. The, the people around you, you are the closest people around you. Um, that, that, that's all just this mirroring effect that is always happening in our lives.
1: Mm-hmm. One of, it's so true. Um, one of my biggest lessons, and I'm so appreciative of it, even though it was painful, was realizing that I didn't love myself enough to follow my own intuition to keep me out of the emergency room. And it was, it was painful. And for a long time, it was even hard for me to say without getting all emotional because realizing that you don't love yourself enough to take care of your own well-being, that's quite a punch in the gut. And then, and then you realize, okay, I, what can I do? What can I do? And it's like, all right, I'm going to follow this intuition. I'm going to follow this intuitive voice. I'm going to follow the path to see how it plays out as long as, and I keep saying, as long as I'm having a good time, as long as this feels good, I'm going to continue to write. I'm going to continue to write and share my story and share my wisdom uh, with all my writing. Yeah. But it, it becomes challenging yeah. to find that love, to get to that place where you can actually listen to it.
0: That That, that is a challenging thought to have. Like, and, and it happens so often, even even to people that maybe even to people that are still trapped in that prison, you know, and, and that, that, that's not always the thing that gets them out, but they, but they, it, it's, it's a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity to get out, but it, it, that thought that, wow, I'm just not loving myself enough. When, when you are, you know, you're having a hard time in your relationships. You're having a hard time with your job. You're having, you know, everything in the world is relationships and relationships are maybe the hardest thing in the world too. And, and and when you're having a hard time there, you, you take a look and like, am I, am I loving myself enough? Maybe I'm not loving myself enough. And so then reflected around me is the love that I'm not getting And, and then, and then it just, it bounces back and forth and it, and, and that's how it happens. Well, yeah, this is, this is so great, but what, what were the transformative moments in your life, Paul, that, that, that made you, that made you, you know, love yourself more? You're, you're sort of speaking about this almost like a conversation that was ongoing and it was happening over over time and and so that there was like a like slow shifts um are there any significant moments of transformation or of uh insight that inspired you to love yourself more or to um you know to like like what, you know uh, uh, i i have another question but what were were there inspiring moments like that
1: um yeah I think a lot it's going to seem crazy but it's the realization that you know really I've been to the emergency room a few times ignoring my inner voice and uh uh, I stuck my finger in a in a woodworking machine one day and um I only lost a little bit of my fingertips so I was okay (laughs) but uh just those, it's funny, the transformation seems to happen with pain, not with joy, you know, mm-hmm. um, because it, it's like, wake up. And you're like, oh, oh okay. Uh, yeah. And those kinds of things. Um, but mostly, you start to see the outcome, you start to see how life becomes easier. If I'm having a thing with my wife, which I rarely have a thing with my wife, I realize it's more about me than it is about her. And Mm -hmm. so when I get kind of edgy, even when I get edgy towards other members of my family or the community or whatever, I always ask myself, what am I going through? Because the community is still the same. My family is still the same. My wife is still behaving the same. It's like, what is going on with me? Mm -hmm. And then so I'm not afraid to ask myself the questions, to do the self-examination, maybe to sit and write and go and just write it out. Okay. I'm feeling this way. Why am I feeling this way? And it's like, Oh, I'm feeling like I'm not a success and that I am not a value and I could have done more. I should have, could have, would have, should have thing. Yeah. And so I'm not afraid to ask myself the question when I get kind of irritated is what is going on within me. Yeah. And a lot of times it's, well, I want them to change to please me. Well, then why am I not pleased? What's going on with me?
0: Yeah, the, yeah. The the big moments of insight and transformation they are they're often neck and neck, parallel, right along with intense pain, the the loss of somebody, the loss sometimes it's the loss of a job that makes you realize that that wasn't the job for you. And, and there's, there's other things that have been calling to in your life that you have not, you have not been answering that call. Uh, I I, I'm thinking of my, my journey. And when, you know, it it was, it was ongoing moments of pain. You said that you were in the emergency room more than once, not listening to your intuition, well, I was in a, a cop car. I was in the police station. I was in handcuffs. I was, I was in a cell. Often, not listening to my intuition, not listening to, well, I, I really need to be focusing on some other things. I need to be um, putting my attention into places that are more aligned with my inner calling, not, not some external uh people you know that like if i if i continue to do these things well the people around me that i keep hanging out with um these people will accept me and like me um mm-hmm. because i'm doing that um but th- that 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 is all it's just like these mental traps that we get in we and, and and at first we we get in and out of those until maybe sometimes until we suffer enough pain until until we've uh hit rock bottom hard enough You probably hit rock bottom a couple of times, but then when you hit it, when you hit it hard enough, you, maybe you don't want to hit it again. Um, And yeah, have to make some changes.
1: Yeah, no, it's so true Um, because we don't trust it. We don't trust the, you know, I knew the, I had the intuitive feeling. I knew what it meant, but you know, I needed the money or another time I didn't want to look bad in front of my friends, just like you. And they would accept me and this kind of stuff. And, and we're always looking for that validation outside of ourselves, but what we're looking for is actually within ourselves. Yeah. And that's the challenge of life is to try to, is to find that, to discover that and then live through that.
0: Yeah. What what was it like for you to, to, to have written the first book and then, and then decide to publish it? Because that, that, that's a, that's a major that's a major chapter turn there. There's one thing in starting the book and if and staying consistent to complete the book, but then there is the, now it is going to be published. Now it is going to be shared. Um, maybe, maybe even with an editor or, you, you know, when you, when you go through that, that chapter, what, what was that stage like for you to now transition to actually publishing the book?
1: You know, it, it was probably every emotion. You know, you're excited and you're nervous, and you're, you know, you wake up and you think, "My God, what a, you know, what am I thinking?" Um, yeah. But then, for me, it was all about the message. The message rang so true for me and was so strong for me. I knew that it had to be published. Yeah. I knew that the books had to get out there. Um, and it, you know, it's the, it's just, it's the next step. It's like, okay, you can you can write the book, and then I'll... Well, we're going to publish the book. And then it's just the next step. You just keep going, okay, what's the editor say? And actually I had a falling out with one editor, uh, because I think she thought that she was a co, a Mm co-author. Uh, and so after spending a bit of time and money with that, I actually went back and removed a lot of the things that she put in, Mm -hmm. uh, and then wound up publishing the book, the first book. Um, but it's just that it's it's a weird word to even describe, but it's a knowing. It's a knowing that it's true. It's a knowing that it's right. Yeah. It's it's a knowing that it's meant to for a larger audience and that it will help other people. Um, but like I said, it's it's every emotion. I'm, I st- I'm still thrilled when I see one of my articles in a in an online magazine. You know, I'm because I query, I send the article out, and I always think, well, I hope that works. Uh-huh. You know, and, and so there's still that little bit of hesitation, that little bit of doubt, um, which, which I think is natural, you know, no matter how much you love yourself. And then now I read the, I read both books and I think, I could, I could write that better, but I think every author thinks that. I mean, I think with your papers, you probably read your papers now and you could think, oh, I wrote those, I could write those better, yeah. but you can't beat yourself up over that. Because right. you did the best you could at the time. I did the best I could at the time. Well, but it's um it's just knowing that that's the next step. And for me, the next step, and and there is always a next step for me, that now it's like doing podcasts with you and doing workshops and doing speaking events. And so that's the next step and writing book three. So there's there's always something more for me.
0: Yeah, I cannot wait to see you in speaking engagements and and getting that experience and widening that because that will get people more people to see the books. It'll get more people to uh, receive the message, and um and it's it's real. Yeah, the, to to have this. Uh, that knowing, uh, there's a a term, a gnosis. It's a, it's an inner knowing. It's not a knowing like one plus one equals two. It's a knowing like, this is just it. This is just it is. I just, I feel it. I resonate. This is, this is aligned with, the, we we, we don't really, we don't always understand where our interests come from. We, we, we just come out, you, you, you have a child and then you, and then you teach that child something, you introduce that child to some things and some things like, oh, I I wonder why they are not interested in that. You know, I, I, I don't know why that that's not for them, but for some reason that does not click. Something else does. Um, and, and where that, where that knowledge comes from that knowing this comes from it's a inner gnosis that, Oh, well, this is, th- this is just not me. And, mm-hmm. and this is me. And so the gnosis that your creative endeavor needs to be put out there is, is wonderful. It's, it's, it's powerful. It's, it's the same. It's the same, We, we, it is all one mind, one consciousness, interconnected, interwoven, and and it's all the same experience and gnosis that great people all, all over the world, all over the times, have have had to do the great things that they've done in the world. Mm-hmm. You have to yep. follow that. You have to follow yep. that inner call. Yeah. That yep. inner so, right.
1: Yeah. The, the interesting thing about being a writer is that you publish the book or you publish the article, and you rarely ever hear if anybody reads it. And so, but you, you could let that or I could let that sort of just stymie my whole writing career, you know, because I didn't hear from anybody, you know, because you always worry about if anybody's going to buy your book. You know, you, you, you hit that publish on Amazon and like for the next 48 hours, you're just, you know, just beads of sweat on your forehead because you think, is anybody going to find this book of value? Uh, and so, but you have to keep going because, like you said, it's a knowing. and And speaking events would be great because there'd be a lot of one on one, a lot of people, a lot of interaction, and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, um, that and- that project that I did for the bachelor's capstone project, I I, I don't know if I uh, maybe I went in a different direction, but um, the I I gave I gave that to some of my family members. I I, I wrote it that fifty pages and. I did the question and did the research and stuff. It was really uh, engaging, entertaining. I think the direction we went ended up being like around people's choosing their, their path and the transformation. But that, that paper, I, I gave it to uh, my aunt, I gave it to my mother. Uh, I don't, I don't think my mother really read it. My aunt did read it. And, and then I, I gave it to another aunt. And uh, uh this other aunt has notoriously not been um, in my greatest favor. Um, and she uh, she she turned it around and, and, and was like, you you know I I have a degree in these things. You know that I do this like like that I already I have this knowledge base or whatever um that uh, uh, that is somehow, somehow superior to what i was doing in the moment and <laughs> and it felt it felt so uncomfortable it felt so bad but but it it that is that is not a that that's not the right person to listen to the no from you know right. the, 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 if you if that inner guide is telling you no that intuition that gut feeling if that was telling you no well that that now that's a that's a, we need to be practical. We need to listen to the guides around us, the people around us that we've enlisted in our journey and our and our endeavors, um, but with a practical mind. Um, and and first, foremost, last, our inner guide is going to let us know if it's a no or a yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know? Yep. Yeah. Well, th- this has been a great conversation, Paul. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Uh, everyone go get those two books. Uh, you can find them at paulhudonauthor.com. Uh, it's a it's very simple uh, website title. Uh, it'll all be in the description and 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 follow that inner guidance I think both of us are encouraging you to 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 seek the passion within you seek the gnosis within you the inner knowing your intuitive inner gut feeling that loves you that is unconditionally loving you and and does want what's best for you but you, but but there's a practice and a relationship that is built between between the multiple voices that are happening in your head some of those are the warden the ego the warden of the conditioned prison uh, that you're in and trying to get out of But there is always, forever, that inner voice that is loving you. And uh, so thank you so much, Paul. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you. And one more note. Absolutely. Your inner voice will never give you advice that causes harm to anyone in any way. Hmm. So that's how you know it's authentic and it's true. That's great.
0: That's great. Can you say a little more on that? So So the inner voice is never going to be intent on harm of another person. Correct. Why is that? How is that? What, what well, can you say more? Because
1: your true self is love. At the core of your being is love. And you will never get advice that is anything other than loving. Because if you get advice that says, punch that guy in the nose because he made fun of your book, that's your ego. Yeah. But if, you're, if your inner voice says, love that person because they're doing the best they can. Yeah. Uh, and set them on there and let them on their way. That's true and authentic And yeah, so they're, that's they're, how you know.
0: They're doing the best they can with what they have and you're doing the best that you can with what you have and sometimes what you're holding on to is that ego voice and those ego thoughts yep. and and they, if they are intending harm on on others it's not your ego that's what I heard you say. And if they are intending harm on yourself, if they're telling you that, oh, well, you're no good at this. Well, you're no good. You, you, you've never written a book before. Why should you start now? You've never made a song. You've never, you've never built a table. You shouldn't, you shouldn't become a carpenter. You shouldn't do these things. All of that is th- that that's not, that's not supportive. That's not, that's not a friend that, that, that you know, that that, that's not your best friend, you know, that that's not the loving inner voice. And so, yeah, I, I I love that. That's a really great point to end on for sure. Thank you so much, Paul.
1: Thank you, Travis. Had a wonderful time. Thank you.
0: I just got done re-listening to my conversation with my man, Paul Hudon. We are tapping into that real deep connection, that real deep love that that we must continue to be in a relationship with if we are to do the great things, the great deeds in our lives and in the lives of others. Thank you, Paul, for that amazing conversation. Our conversation will wake you up to recognizing that there is a deep sense of love that to be in relationship to always unerringly it is with you and through you. Always. You, you are never without this deep sense of love. This relationship to it must be built and cultivated. Comment, like, share, subscribe. Check out these other videos, these other conversations that I'm having with spiritual professionals on a regular basis and together we are moving humanity forward.